Welcome to the Coach's Edge podcast, dedicated to teaching, sharing, and learning the game. I'm your host, Steve Kramer, founder of the Coach's Edge, owner of Kramer Basketball. Thank you for joining me today. If you're coming back, you've been listening for a while, man, thanks for being a part of the Coach's Edge. If you're new to the Coach's Edge, thank you for joining us. It's awesome that you would take some of the time out of your day to listen. Today's episode, 10 Activities that you can do with your program to improve your team culture. I know culture is overused, it's a buzzword, but man, it is important. And my hope is that you can take away a couple things to help improve your program from the culture standpoint with this episode. So let's get to it. For that, a quick word. Coach, welcome. Thank you for joining me on this episode. 10 activities to improve your team culture this season. Notice I said activities, not 10 pieces of knowledge or tidbits of information, activities, meaning you do them. It is an action. It's not what you know. It's what you do with what you know. And I hope that within these 10 activities, there's one or two that you say, yep, that one's for me, that one's for us. We can apply that to our team. We'll be a little more tight-knit. That will improve our culture and our program as a whole. So number one, and I, I start with number one, this has a double benefit. Number one is a youth basketball program involvement from your varsity team down to your elementary-aged athletes those little kids look up to that varsity team, those varsity players. So for them to go in on a Saturday throughout the winter and to be able to look up to and work with and learn from the players that they are seeing play on a Friday night or a Saturday night in front of a packed gym, that not only helps improve the culture of your team, but it helps improve your youth basketball program. It helps generate some, some buzz and give you a positive name recognition within your community. You're not only helping your team, you're not only helping the future, right? But you're, you're building a lot of positivity within your program because your varsity team, they're, they're giving their time, right? To be able to help that youth basketball program. And you can tell a lot about a successful basketball program, not by looking at their varsity team, but looking at the youth levels of their basketball program. If that is on point, that is a program that's going to be successful year in and year out instead of having those highs and lows at the varsity level just based on what the talent is. So make sure that your varsity team is involved in the community with the youth basketball program. That's tip number one. Number two is a mentorship program. That can mean a couple different things. That can mean that your basketball team is mentoring youth within the school district. It could also mean that they're mentoring uh, underclassmen within the basketball program. Maybe you have a senior. Seniors are mentoring some of the sophomores. Juniors are mentoring some of the freshmen, showing them the ropes, pre-practice drills and workouts where they're partnering up. It could look many different ways, but being able to have players that, again, the younger ones are looking up to and the leadership of the upperclassmen say, hey, this is how we do things around here. And someday you're going to be in my shoes and you're going to want to make a positive impact on those kids that are now in junior high coming up. We want to keep this 
culture, this tradition with our basketball program going strong and improving. And you can help do that by establishing a mentorship program within your basketball program. Number three, one-on-one -on -one or small group meetings. These don't have to be the long drawn out meetings that everybody hates. I'm talking about you finish up practice and you bring a player into your office or the, the captains or just a small group of players. I can't tell you how much that meant to me as a high school coach when after a practice every once in a while, coach would bring me in. He might bring me in by myself. He might bring me in with some of our captains and just ask for my thoughts, my feedback, he might give me some encouragement. That let me know we're on the same page. If there was any differences that we had, now I knew that, right? And so it was, there was just taking out all of uh, the confusion because we were having these small, short conversations on a consistent basis. They helped build trust. You're not going to have great team culture if you haven't established trust with your players. And one of the best ways to do that is having just these short, consistent one-on-one -on -one or small group meetings. If you're not doing it, make sure you're doing that. Number four, this is an off-season one. Playing away at team camps, longer road trips where you're getting out of the area. Now, don't get this confused with you're a mid-level AAU program and you go down to Houston, Texas for some AAU tournament and, you know, the teams are the same down there as they play if you're in the Midwest going at the Speed Center in Fort Wayne. That's not what I'm talking about. What I'm talking about is your high school team going to a team camp where you've, you're camping together, essentially, right? Whether you're in a hotel, the college dorms, whatever that might look like but you've taken away all the outside distractions because you are in a completely new place for, you know, maybe it's two or three days, maybe it's an entire week long. That is a great opportunity for you and your team to be together. Some of the outside influences are away. You can start to build that team chemistry, build the level of trust within your team. That is a great thing to improve your team culture. Number five, Guest instructors or speakers can be big. They can help bump up your program. This is a lot of what I do throughout the course of the year, right? Whether it's a high level program and they wanna stay on top, they wanna to continue to improve and, and make those runs. There are high school programs that I've been going to every single year to work with them, speak with them, even if it's just one day, but it's every single year, right? To get an outside voice, a lot of times I'm talking with the high school coach. What does the team look like? What are some of the dynamics? What are some of the things that you're trying to, to work on and focus on this season? I can reiterate that in a new way, different voice, show some new drills, some new techniques. That always helps. Also helps when things seem like they're a little stale and you need to change up, right? And a lot of coaches will call me and say, Steve, we would love to have you in this summer for three days. And basically that's going to be a lot of what our team camp is going to look like combined with some other scrimmages, come out, work with our guys, work with our girls and give us some, a little extra juice. And then what I try to do is say, okay, here's the feedback that I can give you after I've spent, you know, three, four, whatever, how many days it is so that now you can take all of the information and then pick up where I left off as you continue to work with your players throughout the coach course of the year. So guest speakers, 
instructors. It may not be even basketball related. It may be some type of motivational speaker, somebody that the players look up to. It could even be someone who has graduated a year ahead. Maybe because of the pandemic, they missed their senior year. You're going to have them come back and talk to your team and say, man, I wish we could have been able to finish out our season. Instead, it was canceled. And here's what that means to me now. So don't take this season for granted. Having a speaker like that could go a really, really long way. Next tip, team meals. This is a big one. A lot of people do it. There's a few different ways that you can use it to be effective. Some programs have team meals on game day. Other ones, it's just, hey, there's this specific day of the week where we go over to a certain restaurant who's sponsoring the club, or we go to someone's house and we rotate every single week and they provide dinner. And it's just a good time of kind of being a family, a team as a, as a family. I know family is often overused uh, from sports, right? But it, it feels like that because we're eating together. And that's a great way, again, to build trust, build chemistry, and build your team culture. Now, I think with the team meals, you also want to get a good pulse for what do your leaders on that team want. And I say that because, you know, personally, I was a very introverted person. And so I needed to get my thoughts, I needed to collect myself on my own, in order to get that juice, that gas in the tank, to then perform in a game or to, to go to practice. So it wasn't that I was necessarily being antisocial. It's just that I knew for me, being an introverted person, I needed to gas up my tank a little bit differently than somebody else. And so that's part of being a good coach, I think is getting a good pulse on what type of team do you have? What are some of the individuals like? And then structuring something like team meals, which is great for the group, but how might that look different for you based on some of the personnel and the personalities that you have? There's other players on a specific team who they need to be around people, right? And if, if they're not around a right group, they might make some negative choices. So having a team meal before a basketball game is 100% the right way to go. Right? It, just, it just depends. But team meals are a great way to help build your team culture. Before we get back to the episode, if you are interested in joining our small group webinar on October 20th, Tuesday, 7.30 p.m. on player development, reach out to me, contact at KramerBasketball.com, at CoachesEdge1. I'll be sharing a few of my thoughts on proper player development and progressions, as well as some of the things that I've learned over the years as a high school coach and a player development coach. Back to the episode. Next one, the compliment circle, right? And, it, and it, it may not be a, hey, we're all getting around singing, you know, holding hands and saying kumbaya. But what I mean is throughout the course of the year, it's a roller coaster. And so it's important for players to know that their teammates and their coaches have one another's back. And so that can be very useful. It might be something that you do once a week for a specific player and you go around and it's just a couple things that you appreciate, strengths that you they have, whatever that might look like for your specific group, but that can't be underestimated. Again, I think 
how you go about it depends a little bit on the personalities of your, your group, the maturity level of your group, but being able to verbalize and let your teammates know and your teammates being able to hear certain things that may not normally be said from somebody else in a positive way in a positive environment can go a really, really long way to build team culture. Number eight, handwritten notes. Handwritten notes has gone a really long way. And I'll speak from a business perspective too. If coach does something great for me, maybe they brought me in to run a, a basketball camp and being able to just jot them a thank you note, a couple sentences and mail it. Well, that's 55 cents, something like that. People remember that. I had a young player who I was working with. And after we trained for about eight weeks in the fall before basketball season started, I wrote him a note and you know sent it to, to the house and didn't hear anything from him. A couple weeks later, I get an email from his dad. His dad says, Steve, you don't know how much that note meant to my son. Now, I didn't know it, but he shared with me that that year that I was training his son, he got cut from the team the year before. He was too embarrassed to even tell me that he got cut from the team. So when I asked him how last season went, he just kind of gave me the, oh, yeah, it was, you know, it was all right. I was like, okay, I guess he doesn't really want to talk about it. We're going to, we're going to get better. I knew he needed a lot of work. And so we went to work. <laughs> Didn't make the team. He was embarrassed. But the dad wrote me a letter and says, Steve, he has that note pinned next to his bed. He looks at it every single day. He made that team the next year. He got more playing time the year after. It was just a slow progress of this specific player being able to improve. But a handwritten note goes a long way. You'd be surprised what a handwritten note will do for someone's confidence and to build trust. And that's what we need if we're going to have a great team culture. Number nine, getting into the season. Have your players call some plays. Maybe you already do that. That's, that's great. I know some coaches who the players call zero plays. It's all the coaches doing it. Think of how much they'd be shocked if there was, you know, second quarter of a game. You're like, all right, call it. What do you see? There's a timeout. You bring them in. All right, what do we have? What do you guys want to run? Have them call a play. Or in practice, you're working on some different things. Maybe you need a change up and you go over to, your point guard and, and your other captains and say, hey, create a play. Here's the whiteboard. Write something up. We have a minute long timeout and we're going to run it and see, see how it goes. They would think that's pretty cool. Trust me, they will. And tip number 10, have your team run practice or some of practice. Now I know practice time is extremely uh I mean, it's so hard to come by. It is a small amount of time. It's a small window that you have to do a lot of things. Every coach wishes to have, oh, I just wish I had a little more time to cover a few more things. But what if you had your team run the first 15 minutes of practice, first 30 minutes of practice? What would that look like? Giving them some ownership over what their practice and essentially their team looks like for that season would be a great way to help build trust and build culture within your program. 
I'm going to review these 10 real quick. Number one, a youth basketball program, being involved in that, key. Number two, a mentorship program. Could look a few different ways. It's a great way to build culture within your program. Number three, having one-on-one -on -one or small group meetings with your players. Number four, talking off-season. Go away for a team camp. Doesn't have to be every team camp that you play, but you know, can you go out of state or travel farther than you normally would to get rid of the, the outside distractions where it's just you and the team for a few days? Number five, guest instructors, speakers can go a long way to not only improve your program, but to help build excitement within your program. I talked about it before. That's a lot of what I do throughout the course of the year is program development. Everybody thinks Steve's a basketball trainer. It's really player and program development. That's what I do for a living. Number six, team meals go a really long way. Seven, compliment circle, being able to give positive feedback and encouragement to players, especially through the highs and lows of a season, go a long way. Number eight, handwritten notes are a great way and can make a lasting impact with the players that you work with. I know kids that I've written notes of encouragement to like five years ago. They still have them up. It's crazy. Number nine, letting the team create a play or call plays instead of the coach always having to do that. Great way to build trust. And then number 10, having the team run practice or some of practice. Great way to help build your team culture. I hope that you found some of these applicable to you. And my whole thing, if I'm listening to a, a coaching podcast, any type of podcast, if there's one or two things that I can take away, to me, it was worth the listen. Right. And so I hope that there's a couple of those that you can apply to your coaching circle. If you benefited at all from this, I would really appreciate a positive rating and review for the Coach's Edge. We have some really cool things coming up, some awesome speakers coming up. Our next one is Travis Galloway, the Notre Dame Academy varsity basketball coach. Last year, they were about to head to the state final four down in Columbus, Ohio, when the season was canceled due to COVID. We're going to talk with him. I've had the chance to work with some of his players, really high-level program and team, about how he goes about being so successful year in and year out. And if you're interested in learning more about what we have going on with the Coach's Edge, our next webinar is October 20th. If you want a spot, let me know. Email me, contact at KramerBasketball.com. Message me at coaches1 on Twitter. We're accepting a handful more of coaches who want to get in on the next webinar I'm presenting on player development. I'm also going to talk about our Coaches Edge launch, which launches October 20th through October 31st. Then it's shut down after that. So that's 11 days that it's open where coaches can come in, join our program, and get access to plays player development, PDFs, drills, in-season and off-season athletic development, strength and conditioning, lifting programs, culture and leadership activities, the physical activities, multiplayer drills that you can use in-season and in the off-season. And one of the most important ones for me in program development 
are how you can go about building your youth basketball program, your junior high basketball program. So as a coach, you can be successful year in and year out. And it's not just, oh, how can we win some games this season? And then the next season comes around and you're, you're starting from behind every time. I want you to start out ahead, right? I want you to have an edge. That's why we call it the coach's edge. So if you're interested in any of that, hit me up. I'm happy to answer any of your questions. Thanks again for listening. If you found this beneficial, share it out. We are trying to get to 50 positive ratings by the end of 2020. Hey, that would be one positive in 2020, right? A lot of things have been crazy, but if we get to 50 positive ratings by the end of the year, that would be awesome. It would be really, really appreciated. Thanks again for listening to this episode. Your feedback, your encouragement, everything is truly, truly appreciated. Thanks again and get after it today.